Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the podcast. And we're going to be looking at the situation involving Donovan Mitchell, Kevin Durant, the DeAndre Ayton potential uh, Pacers situation, and everything involving the whole web of what could be potential moves left in free agency and in the offseason. So, let's get started, um, and let's go from there. So, Donovan Mitchell is the latest player who could get traded, because while he never said anything about actually leaving, he did actually say that, um, or at least the Jazz have said they're open to moving him. And it seems like Utah is maybe looking to go out there and get in uh, some new players, maybe rebuild, start over. I don't really know what's going to happen, to be honest. And Danny Ainge is the man running the show, and I don't know what's going to come of this. So, obviously, Rudy Gobert wanted out, or at least wanted them to choose between Donovan Mitchell and Gobert. Apparently, they chose uh, to keep Donovan Mitchell for the time being. But there could be a full-scale reboot potentially coming if Donovan Mitchell does get traded. So I think there is a lot of stuff going on with this whole situation, and there are potential teams that could get involved. So let's get started with the potential teams and what could take place. So first and foremost, the New York Knicks have to be at the top or close to the top of the list for a few reasons. Number one, They have Jalen Brunson and Mitchell Robinson and a bunch of other young, very talented players. They have a lot of draft picks, which they added three future first-round picks just in this recent draft alone. They have Quentin Grimes. They have O.B. Toppin, Emmanuel Quickly, uh, R.J. Barrett. Um, I think between Barrett, if they keep him around, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson, uh, Mitchell Robinson, and Julius Randle, that's a fairly young core of guys close to getting into their prime or in their prime. So I think it's an interesting situation just in general because of, you know, the uh, the way things are working. So um, I think this is very possibly uh, an option is the New York Knicks for sure. I think they have a lot of assets. He is from New York or the surrounding area. So there is interest, I'm sure, if he was to go somewhere, they'd be on his list, even if he's not the biggest uh, fan of how the Knicks have been doing right now. Next on the list is Miami, and I have to talk about Miami because it seems like in everything, Miami gets mentioned, whether it's looking at Kevin Durant trades, looking at trades for Donovan Mitchell. I don't know why, but yeah, they are a team that is mentioned pretty much in every opportunity. The problem is they don't really have a lot of draft picks. You have to wait until like 2026 or 2027. Um, Also, Bam Adebayo is on a rookie max contract. So uh, while Mitchell and Bam Adebayo are both on designated rookie extensions, I guess they can play in the same team because Miami drafted Adebayo. Mitchell cannot, however, play on the same team as Ben Simmons because he was traded to Brooklyn. So... Apparently, this is some weird CBA rule, which when talking about Kevin Durant trades, you can't do Kevin Durant 
Ben Simmons uh, and like Miami deals with Bam Adebayo because Ben Simmons was traded on his rookie deal to Brooklyn. So in the case of Miami, you could trade for Bam Adebayo or keep Bam Adebayo, trade for Donovan Mitchell, and you'll be all set. That also involves the um, that also involves uh, potentially the Celtics because again, uh, Jalen Brown and Tatum were both um, drafted by the Celtics, and Tatum has the max rookie extension so he's you know that that apparently works um toronto is another team to look at um the toronto raptors have so many young players would they honestly trade away gary trent jr and og Ananobi to bring in donovan mitchell maybe they try and clear up some of that you know small forward log jam it's it's possible i don't know if they would do it but i think uh you know, there is a lot to offer if they want to go down that road. Um, so they're an option. I mentioned the Celtics, and I'm going to put them down as an option for a few reasons. Number one, they have draft picks and they got players to, to trade. And two, Danny Ainge. The connections between Boston and Danny Ainge are far greater. And he was there when majority of these guys were drafted, right? You have Peyton Pritchard, he drafted him. Grant Williams, you have Robert Williams, you have Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jace Tatum. Now, I don't think Tatum and Brown are going to be involved, but could Marcus Smart, could Robert Williams, could draft picks, could that be enough, right? The Celtics got a little bit of help from Kevin McHale in Minnesota when they added Kevin Garnett. Could Danny Ainge give his old coach, Brad Stevens, a little help? And maybe this is the guy they go for. Everyone's talking about potentially trading for Durant or trading for Bradley Beal. And I've mentioned those on here, but could it be that this is the guy they go for and Danny Ainge gives them a little bit of help? Maybe, you know, they don't want a shit ton of draft picks. They'll take three firsts and Robert Williams and Marcus Smart, and that gets the deal done. We got Malcolm Brogdon for a reason. Maybe Malcolm Brogdon is the replacement for Marcus Smart. Maybe Derek White's the replacement for Marcus Smart. These are things that you have to think about. So in the case of Donovan Mitchell... There is uh, a chance that he gets moved. I don't know if he will get moved, but if that's the case, then wouldn't be surprised uh, if uh, if something takes place with him. So we'll see what happens on the Donovan Mitchell front, but I'd say more likely than not, it's going to potentially happen where he could get traded. I'm not saying he will, because we don't know if they're actually 100% invested, but they're open to listening to calls, and as we expect, maybe something comes of that. So here's the deal uh, with DeAndre Ayton. We'll talk about him next. So a few days ago, I think like two days ago, there was a bunch of articles, or I should say a bunch of tweets, uh, that potentially there was movement and traction DeAndre Ayton to the Pacers. Now, technically, the DeAndre Ayton situation, they can't just sign him for like the max max because that's like 30 something million. And he, the team itself in Indiana has like 26 million to play with, 23 million to play with. So many, if not most people, are expecting DeAndre Ayton to sign with the Pacers and sign and trade and Miles Turner to go back to Phoenix. And the money works because take. 31 million minus 18, so you got money left over. And the Phoenix Suns need a center. Now, this hasn't happened, and there hasn't been really much as of recent on it. 
But there is a part of me that believes that this hasn't taken place yet because maybe the um, Phoenix Suns are waiting for Kevin Durant deals. And if nothing comes of Durant, maybe this is what they do as a second option. So there is a part of me that believes that they're waiting for a Kevin Durant situation because he has said he wants to go there. Uh, Brian Windhorst said on Monday that he believed the Pacers were very close to either furnishing Aiton an offer sheet or executing a sign-in trade with Phoenix likely for the exceedingly available Miles Turner who would provide a suitable replacement at center for the contending Suns by the close of business that day. Obviously nothing came of that and we're still here. So what's the deal? What's going on with DeAndre Aiton? Is it the fact that the Pacers don't want to pay him max money? Is it the case that the deal on Phoenix's side might not be 100% set in stone? My guess is if you're doing this deal, you're going to do Miles Turner for uh, DeAndre Ayton straight up. Because the fact is the Pacers, if they had enough money, could just sign him outright. And at the end of the day, you're not going to get a ton back from the Pacers because you're getting one player and that's pretty good. I mean, Indiana could have just tried to trade one of their other players like TJ McConnell and could have easily gotten a draft pick out of that and then signed uh, DeAndre Ayton outright. And I don't know if they want to do that. So my best guess, and this is just me, is that pretty sure something's going to happen with DeAndre Ayton. It's going to involve the Indiana Pacers. And it's probably going to be a sign-in trade eventually for Miles Turner. Maybe someone else gets thrown in just to give um, a little bit more uh, flexibility to Indiana. But that's probably what's going to happen. And I think what is holding it up, in my opinion, is the sheer fact that maybe Kevin Durant is saying he wants to go to the Suns and they're probably waiting to see what the deal is there. Again, if, if DeAndre Ayton wants a rookie max, can't do anything like with uh, Bam Adebayo, can't do anything with the... Uh, Brooklyn Nets because of Ben Simmons and so it doesn't seem like Durant's gonna go to gonna go there just because of that I just personally can't see it happening and you know it could happen somewhere else but it's not gonna be Phoenix even though that's where he wants to go or it seems like one of his landing spots and I'm gonna talk about Durant a little bit after but um yeah it seems like in terms of the situation involving um you know, the uh, DeAndre Ayton angle, my guess is we're going to see, um, you know, we're going to eventually see something get done, and it's probably going to be the Pacers uh, right there. So, next on the board, we'll go to Kevin Durant, and so we got some big issues with Kevin Durant, and I think some of those come from the fact that maybe Brooklyn thought there would be a bidding war for Kevin Durant, or maybe Kevin Durant thought there would be a bidding war. Doesn't seem like that's happening. I think there's a lot of moving pieces in any Kevin Durant trade, any top 10 player trade, and that's what Durant is when healthy. And so I think he's had interest in Miami, he's had interest in Phoenix, but the two teams that he's had the most interest in, there's a pretty solid chance that they won't have what is possible for a trade in terms of the right assets and also you know in the case of um, Miami Bam Adebayo can't get traded because of the weird CBA rule which states that 
I guess you can't trade for two CBA max level rookie contract guys if one of them is on a different team. So if Bam Adebayo gets traded to Utah with Donovan Mitchell, there's no problems there because they both signed max rookie contracts with the teams that they actually played on. And um, Bam Adebayo can get traded, no problem. And if Donovan Mitchell goes to another team, great. But because Ben Simmons signed his max rookie contract with uh, Philly and then got traded, not going to happen. So the situation involving that means that there's no way Bam Adebayo goes to Brooklyn, which means the uh, Miami, they're out of the race. Um, they got no shot. And if for some reason they did try and get into the race, they need to find salaries that match, and you'd have to do Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, and Kyle Lowry, and they bust up your whole guard rotation. So that ain't happening. So they're out, out of this one. And because it seems like it's almost a foregone conclusion that DeAndre Ayton goes to Indiana, I honestly think Indiana is trying to offload Miles Turner in this deal. And I also think that Phoenix has been waiting and waiting and waiting because they just freaking want to get Kevin Durant because he says he wants to go there but yet I don't think they want DeAndre Ayton but I don't know if they do a trade and Miles Turner comes in they'd be able to trade him right away uh they wouldn't so unfortunately they'd be shit out of uh luck on that so unfortunately that's the situation as I see it right so the two teams that are in uh Kevin Durant's uh top preferred destinations don't have what or can't have what they're looking for and don't have enough to get it traded right so there's really not much going on there so there are two different outcomes that really could take place and i think they're coming to that realization in brooklyn so the first outcome is similar to the ben simmons outcome which is you wait for the best offer and eventually it will come they waited for the best offer james harden was available they made it happen, right? Eventually, someone might come up and say, hey, here's our package. Let's get something done. And it's going to be perfect, right? And Brooklyn's going to be happy and it's going to work out. But the chances of that aren't super high. I mean, James Harden didn't want to be in Brooklyn anymore. And that's why the Ben Simmons trade took place because you had Ben Simmons, who was all in on Kevin Durant and Kyrie, and James Harden, who was more than happy to go play in, you know, Philly with Embiid. And so it worked. But the chances of Durant getting traded in a package coming up that is their ideal package, like the sort of James Harden-Ben Simmons thing, it's not really going to happen. That was a once-in-a-blue-moon type thing because they had waited so long, and eventually they probably would have had to drop their asking price. And then option number two, which could be uh, a lot um, easier to do, but it's not what Brooklyn's looking for, it seems like is dropping the asking price. So there are teams that are probably interested, and odds are the packages aren't exactly what they're looking for. And so Brooklyn may just say no to any trade offer that isn't exactly what they're looking for, but eventually the packages might not be that. And so eventually they might have to kind of take what they can get if you say it. So for Durant at least, he's a great player, but... If teams don't want to give up all these assets, they're not going to do it, right? 
I think a lot of teams are interested, and I think a lot of teams would trade draft picks and young players. But the thing is, if you give up so many pieces, you're basically screwing yourself because Durant comes in, but what are you left with, right? So if you look at Phoenix, and Phoenix is doing some sort of a trade, you'd have Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant. And is that enough to get you over the edge? You have Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, and one of Gary Trent Jr., Scotty Barnes, and OG. Is that enough to get you above that hurdle? So the fact of the matter is teams are probably a little hesitant because the godfather offer that um, is being looked at by Brooklyn and what Brooklyn wants, it leaves you with little to no extra pieces to help your team. So eventually you're going to get a situation in which Brooklyn has to drop the asking price to something more reasonable and more manageable. I mean, it sucks for Brooklyn because they don't have their own picks. Uh, James Harden trade basically took all those picks away. So now every pick until probably like 2028 is pick swap or unprotected pick to Houston. So Brooklyn has no incentive to rebuild, right? If Brooklyn wanted to rebuild, there would be teams lining up the door and Durant would have been traded by now because 99.9% of the offers would be two to three young pieces and salary filler and as many draft picks as you can throw in and they want an all-star or close to an all-star in return so if they said yeah we're just going to rebuild you know why not um then obviously that's a totally different situation and they would just 100 percent rebuild and there'd be no issues but the incentive to rebuild isn't there because they don't own their own picks houston owns those picks so they want to stay competitive or at least a competitive enough where those draft picks don't really make any difference or matter at all so for me I just don't see Durant going to a lot of places unless Brooklyn decides they want to drop their asking price just a tad bit and again it's all preference and it's all you know kind of what's your opinion of sort of everything is but I think there's really not much I can say in terms of what uh, could happen with Durant, because I think if Brooklyn is still hell-bent on this godfather offer, the amount of suitors is going to get cut significantly, and even from those suitors who are checking the criteria, are they going to want to make that trade? Because that means you're giving up a lot and not really setting Durant up in whatever's left of your team for as much success as possible. So... I think at the end of the day, Durant is staying in Brooklyn, and for him and for his best interest and the team's best interest, they should try and compete with a healthy Ben Simmons, a healthy Kyrie, a healthy Durant, and hope that they can get far in the playoffs and maybe a few free agents make their way through and their championship caliber team, because Durant's a top 10 player in the NBA. Kyrie, when healthy, when he's not crazy is a top five point guard in the NBA. And Ben Simmons is a great defender. He can do a lot of stuff on ball, off ball. He's not a great shooter outside of that. He's pretty solid. Um, so you have the makings of a great team. It just doesn't really seem like um, Durant's going to get traded at this point. And I just think at the end of the day, you know, I think uh, he's going to be in Brooklyn for the time being, unless they decide to... Uh, change up the asking price um yeah let's uh move on to russell westbrook so russell westbrook is another story and kyrie irving is another story so 
apparently there has been so much news and chatter about Westbrook for Kyrie as a trade. And I think the sticking point in any sort of Russell Westbrook situation is the draft picks. And what also seems to be a sticking point is the players involved, right? So according to Michael Scioto of Hoops Hype, uh, he put this out yesterday, Lakers don't want to give up multiple first-round picks to trade Russell Westbrook. So what it sounds like is they're okay giving up one pick, but it does not sound like they're okay giving up multiple picks. So at the end of um, the day, they want to trade Kyrie to um, Los Angeles if the package is right. LeBron wants Kyrie back in Los Angeles. But it seems like just the chatter between Sean Marks and Rob Palinka has led to nothing because it sounds like if they were willing to offer an extra first-round pick, this deal would have gotten done by now, right? They want one first-round pick. That's what most people are saying. Two first-round picks probably gets it done. Um, but the Lakers don't want to give up those picks. And I'm going to be honest with you, and this is just my honest opinion. You shouldn't. You shouldn't give up any first-round picks. You shouldn't make any deal. Because at the end of the day, you screwed yourself by trading so many draft picks to New Orleans, which you made the right move because you won a championship. But trading away Westbrook for Kyrie, what would be a two- to three-year trade window, championship window with Kyrie in there, you're going to ruin your future. LeBron is not staying in Los Angeles long-term. Lakers fans, hear me out. This is the truth. LeBron is playing somewhere else. Wherever the hell his kid gets drafted, he's playing. If Vegas is a team, his kid's getting drafted by Vegas, and he's playing in Vegas, and there's a good chance that he's the guy who's part owner. So I was on Twitter the other day, and I saw this long uh, Twitter uh, feed of uh, tweets from the same person, and I honestly forget what the guy's name is, but it was talking about how LeBron James went from being an owner of Liverpool to an owner of 1% of all of Fenway Sports Group, which owns the Red Sox, the Penguins, and Liverpool, and how potentially they have interest in getting into the world of basketball, which could be an expansion team into Vegas, which could be spearheaded by Fenway Sports Group, but LeBron James, Maverick Carter specifically. And so there is a chance that LeBron James could, in the future, because the NBA has talked about it, bringing in more teams, it's a possibility and a likelihood in the future, LeBron James, his kid, and the NBA going to Vegas, right? It's a spectacle. And if that's the case, your team is Anthony Davis, and by that point, Westbrook's going to be gone, right? Westbrook's contract's up, he's out, because he doesn't probably want to be there, especially if everybody and their mother is saying, get out, we're trading you for Kyrie, we don't want you here, you had a terrible season. Like, if you're an NBA player, and you're an NBA player who has been an MVP, had triple-double seasons, has done the most amazing things since Oscar Robinson, and yet now, in the Lakers, everyone's like, well, you know, he had a shitty season, and he did, but everyone's like, oh, well, he, he, he wasn't a good player, we gotta get rid of him, and... I just personally wouldn't trade two first-round picks for Kyrie. Not saying he's not worth it, because honestly, Russell Westbrook and two first-round picks for Kyrie is a great deal for both sides. But because you're screwing your future over a minimal upgrade, right? 
Westbrook's a big contract. Kyrie's a big contract. If the deal breaker, or not deal breaker, but if the uh, the deal maker, I should say, is Joe Harris or Seth Curry thrown in, that gets you sort of above that hurdle if you're like the Lakers because you feel like those extra pieces could help, then obviously you'd throw in the extra pick. But the fact is they're not going to do it and it doesn't seem like it's changing or else we would have saw Kyrie get traded by now. The amount of times between the offseason and summer ball and everything that Rob Palenka has talked to Sean Marks, probably about Kyrie trades, has probably been multiple instances. Just happenstance at a summer league game, on the phone, offseason stuff, draft night. Like, all this has happened. And the Lakers have stood steadfast with their offer of one first-round pick with Westbrook. So if I'm looking at this from the Lakers' angle, they're not going to do it. The Kyrie to L.A. thing is pretty much dead unless the Lakers somehow have a realization that the extra draft pick isn't a big deal. Now, if you're a Lakers fan, you would 100% take that offer. But if you're not a Lakers fan um, and you look at it from the outside like I do, it's not really the best move because you're screwing up your future for maybe one or two or three years of a championship window.